Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive Producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastuitsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, ahlan wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Grand rising. And thank you all for joining us on this Wednesday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif. In just one moment, we'll be bringing in our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. And we want you to give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 when you're ready to speak so that we can add you to this global conversation. What we're looking at today is not local, but it is, in fact, global. And as we kick off the Nonviolent Communications Month, the Nonviolent Blogging Carnival, with our host Jana, who you'll be hearing this upcoming Saturday on the Female Solution. We want to really take a close look at a kind of violence that often gets overlooked, and that is the verbal violence 
that causes pain. That's where it starts. And when we understand that, we will be much more mindful in the way we speak to each other because this is what can build or tear down the power of words. Words create emotions. Emotions motivate actions. So what actions are we motivating with our words? Often as adults, we're able to overlook unkind words, particularly from strangers who don't know us, we don't know them, and we don't really care what they have to say. But when it comes from someone who's close to us, whom we believe loves us, It has a greater impact and a longer-lasting effect than we realize. The power of words to cause pain is what we're looking at today. In particular, we're taking a look at the relationship between mothers and sons. Because there are some deep and profound things that happen in the shaping of the self-esteem of men that causes behaviors later in life that affect the world, not just their immediate society, but all the lives that they touch. And if we knew how powerful our words were to the shaping of the self-esteem of our sons, we, the mothers, would be much more mindful of how we are speaking and what we are saying and the impact of what we're making our sons feel. Maya Angelou said that people don't always remember what you did, but they remember how you made them feel. And this is what we're looking at today. How are we making our sons feel? And how is that feeling translated into the way they then are behaving and how they are making others feel? There is so much anger from men towards women. Even things that create distortions in our religious teachings. How is it that every teaching on the planet has evolved into such a misogynistic, woman-hating belief that no matter what the original revelation is or was, 
somehow it has devolved into a confirmation, a consent, a decision that the creator of the universe has a preference of men over women and a subtle dislike for women to the degree that men are urged to mistreat women. Where is that coming from? How does that keep manifesting? That is not from the mind of the creator. That is not from the loving energy of creation. Why is it it's in every religion? What was in the hearts of the men? I mean, I'm not bashing you. I want us to self-examine, not to point fingers of blame at the men, but look at the root. Why are there scriptures interpreted to say that men should beat their wives or that wives should just keep silent? Or that it's okay to rape? Why are there interpretations like that in religious scriptures? Where did that hostility come from? We have to take a look at this because it's so damaging. It's so destructive. It's so hurtful. And we don't want to continue having a relationship with men that is hostile and dysfunctional and rooted in anger and fear. Because if you fear someone, that means you don't trust them. And how can you find trust and love when there are beliefs that God has commanded men to brutalize women? Why are we believing that? So we want to take a quick break and come back with our co-host Kareem Hamid and our American Muslim 360 family. And we want you to join us. And if you want to join us on Blog Talk, you can call in 515-605-9325 or call in on our American Muslim 360 channel, 515-605-9891. And make sure you press 1 so that we know you have something to say. And if you'd like to join us visually, you can join us on the Female Solution Facebook page or the Female Solution YouTube channel and write in your comments. We want to hear from you because it's time for us to heal the hurt so that the foundation of the relationship between mothers and sons is healthy 
so that what we say to the sons produce men who love women and not men who resent women. What are we saying to our sons? We'll be right back after this quick break, so stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment, so stay with us. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul. Whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com Unmuted. or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit ZeldaSpeaks.com.
Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our host. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. And we are back. Praise be to Almighty God, Allah. Uh, our sister Naima, I believe your mic may be on mute. We're not hearing hearing you, and your mic is open. And uh, let me give you the greetings if you can hear my voice. Of Assalamu alaikum. That is to uh, peace be upon you, and peace be upon us, upon us all. We have an obligation to create the peace. Praise be to Almighty God Allah. Uh, Sister Naima have um, have uh, approached a very serious, critical a subject matter concerning the connection with uh, with 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 Scripture and uh, the abuse and the oppression of women, uh, how can that be? Uh, the words come from, if the words come from the Lord and creator of us all, then that should not create the present situation that we are witnessing now, an abuse of women, a devaluing of women, and the, the a separation of male and female, that uh, uh, true religion in the right context and the proper understanding would never create such an environment as we all are witnessing and living through right now. Um, In relationship to the revealed word of God, I want to refer us to the fourth surah of the Quran, uh, it it is a surah or chapter that is named the women. It is the fourth chapter of the Quran, and these are the uncompromising words of the Creator that created us all. And uh, I want to share with you. What Almighty God says concerning the women. There's a whole chapter dedicated to the women. And also in the Quran, there's a, a whole a chapter that is named after uh, Mariam, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Praise be to Allah. But let me share with you from out of the fourth surah entitled Nisa or the women. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم 
a nature that God placed within Adam. And Almighty God says here, uh, here that he created you from a single person, from a single person, from the nature of Adam, from the constitution and the essence of Adam, of Adam. And Almighty God said, created of like nature, his mate. Where was his mate? His mate is with him at all times, at all times. Through uh, the study of biology and science, we are aware that, uh, that we are born, we come here, and we know nothing. And it is God that designates our our sex, whether we will be male or female. But both entities are contained in every human being. There are female attributes in the male, and there are male attributes in the female. But know that they come from the same nature. Allah says created of of like nature, his mate. And from those two, from those two, now here is a, a, a key to what is happening. Allah says, and made from them to countless men and women. So how would you want to, to stop that process? You create a schism between the male and the female between the male and the female. Um, Sister Naima shared with us some quotes that have been misread and taken out of context uh, that are connected to both scriptures, the Bible and the Quran. In the Bible, I have read it myself where uh, it says a woman's voice should not be heard in the assembly, in the assembly. Uh, that means a woman go over there, sit down, and you just be quiet and, and listen. We don't need to hear your opinion nor your thinking. But that, that, that verse needs to be understood. You know, when we use the word community, it uh, it the the uh, Islamic the Quranic terminology is ummah, 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 umman means community, community, ummah, and um and um um means mother, mother. So here's two connections with the female and the community. The community is described as a female. The community is a womb, a place of safety and security that is designed, if designed properly, to bring about the best example of human beings, a fully developed, fully formed, balanced human being. So when we hear 
uh, that verse, you know, there is secular life as as it is uh, described, and there is religious life, religious life. Uh, let me go back to the beginning where Almighty God advises the male and the female that there is a tree in the midst of the garden. Do not approach it. Don't go near it. And it is called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And uh, we know Satan with his subtlety. Uh, he was able to trick the man and the woman to approach that tree and eat its fruits. The tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it represents a lot of things, but one thing I'll focus on, good is the word of Almighty God. Is the word of Almighty God. It is good. It is good. It is it is excellent. It is hasanakin. It is good. But then you have the opinion of the world, of worldly men and women. And they make judgments and they value things according to their perspective, according to their thinking. And they make judgments and and Sometimes people accept the a judgment that's coming from outside sources and not from the word of Almighty God. The Prophet Muhammad has said, bad is that, bad is that which, which, uh, which troubles the heart, even though a legal opinion has been rendered. Now, when we hear the word legal opinion, we know that that deals with governing bodies, governing bodies that will identify for the human being what is good and what is bad, what is good and what is bad. So the opinion of the community, the outside, any opinion outside of the revealed word of Almighty God, should not have any weight in the assembly of God-fearing people. They follow the word of God. They follow the word of God and not the judgment of men and women, not the judgment of men and women. That is a, it is a small identification of the tree of good and evil. So when we go to our sacred places of worship. We go there to hear the words and the guidance and the direction of the creator, of he who created us, and not the opinion of the world, of the world. The world will say to you that something is bad, that it's good, and that which is good is bad. Shun it. So we do not look to this world 
and identification of what is good and what is bad. We look to the word of Almighty God in our scriptures. So the idea of the woman should not be heard in the assembly means do not bring, do not bring the opinion, the opinion of others in connection with what God has revealed. Follow the revealed word of Almighty God and not the opinion of men and women and the community. Uh, we address community concerns, but uh, the ultimate aim when you are going to places of worship is to hear the instructing guidance and words of Almighty God, uh, not the opinion of the world. Uh, so that oh, that a women should not be uh, be heard in the assembly. And I take assembly to mean the, the, the congregation of believers. We don't look to the world to give us our value system. We look to the word of Almighty God. Uh, as that is, a, is the proper way to look at that verse, uh, the voice of the woman should not be heard in the assembly. The voice of the woman should not be heard in the assembly. Public opinion, public opinion does not carry any weight next to the revealed word of Almighty God. Praise be to Allah. And uh, from the Islamic point of view, from out of the Quran, there is a word called Daraba. Daraba. And it is connected with a commentary a commentary on a verse from the Quran which uh, has been misinterpreted. And the interpretation is in the commentary that you can beat your women lightly, lightly. Uh, that is a misreading of the Arabia. That is a, a, uh, an incorrect commentary on the word Daraba. Daraba means to uh, to separate yourself, to walk away from, to walk away from, to separate yourself from an unruly wife. Now we know that this occurred in the life of the Prophet Muhammad, who prayed the prayers and the peace upon him. Uh, as we know, he had five wives, five wives. And uh, in the, <laughs> I would say, the, the management of that relationship, jealousies arose between the wives. They were upset with not having equal time spent with the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that we pray the prayers and the peace upon him. And that weighed heavily on our Prophet Muhammad. They uh, somewhat became unruly, unruly. And Almighty God revealed to our Prophet Muhammad this, uh, the prescription for dealing with that. Darab, separate from them. And our beloved Prophet Muhammad went into seclusion, 
he went into seclusion. And, of course, they missed him. They missed him. And Almighty God revealed through the Quran and to all of us, speaking to the wise, that if you want, if you want the, if, if you want this world, we will have the Prophet Muhammad set you up handsomely, set you up handsomely. In other words, give you enough to sustain yourself, and he will, will divorce you. Then God says that he will bless the Prophet Muhammad with righteous wives that, will, that do not desire this world but will love him, but will love him, that Allah will replace them. So from that, it was very important. Otherwise, it would not have been, and it would not be a part of what of the revelation in the Quran. It does not mean beat them. You know, police officers used to walk what they call walk a beat through mm-hmm. our, uh, our neighborhoods. We don't see that too much anymore. But right. uh, that is what that is referring to, the sound of the feet as you walk away from them. You know, we recently had a discussion on uh, this past Wednesday here on the female solution on um, domestic violence, and that men are the protectors of women. Uh, yeah. The, they, let me see something. I'm wondering if my sister's speaking because I, I, her mic is open. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I had my speaker off my sister and couldn't see. And oh, <laughs> I'm just yeah. talking. We, we hear you. <laughs> Okay, I'm 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 sorry. Yes, ma'am. But uh, yeah. you really bring up an excellent subject. Most of our problems, the heat comes from out of religious thought. Out of religious yes. thought, about it, it, uh, the inequality yeah. between men and women, the inequality between races. Uh, comes from a misreading or a purposefully uh, distorted written part of scripture and say this is from God. But truly it's not. It's it's from the mind of a biased mind. It's from a biased mind. A biased mind. Yes. Well, you you have given us some profound information. And uh, we've, had, we've got a few comments uh, from our Facebook viewers. Our Monday Morning Mindfulness host says, Grand Rising Sacred Souls, thanks for sharing this information. Everyone who hears this needs to share it. Absolutely, yes. And our Friday and Sunday host, Diada says, Grand Rising. It's a beautiful day no matter where you are, listening and expecting good energy here. Yes, we are. We're giving good energy because we have to correct the negative that is shaping behavior. We're going to take another quick break, but I wanted to make an observation 
from something that I heard recently in the description of heaven and hell. Heaven is when you enjoy bring good to people. Hell is when you enjoy doing things that bring harm to people. And in hearing that definition, I thought about how some people enjoy treating people well. That is what brings happiness to their soul, a sense of satisfaction. And so they share goodness because that's what's inside of them. And then you have other people who enjoy creating hardship for people, who enjoy doing things that hurt people, saying things that hurt people's feelings, doing things that make people feel bad, causing them pain both physically and emotionally. They enjoy that. And that is hell because that truly does not bring you into the loving presence of the divine in a way that brings peace to the soul. But that's what you choose to do. And and you mentioned that the, the negative energy that is referred to as Satan or Shaitan or the devil. And I think about what Flip Wilson as his character, Geraldine, used to say, Whenever she did something that she really wanted to do anyway, she said, well, the devil made me do it. The devil made me buy this dress. The devil made me do it. You know, And, of course, what that is, we choose to tune into that negative energy that brings joy in doing something that is in some way harmful to someone that we wanted to do anyway. And we blame something outside of ourselves, but it really is our own inner being because we made those choices. We made those choices to do something that we know was hurtful. So even when I look at the misinterpretations of scriptures, and I want to thank you so much for bringing what is a reflection of the spirit of God, the loving energy, to the meanings of those scriptures. Because people who chose to interpret them in a way that caused so much harm, they did that on purpose. They wanted to do that. What makes a person choose to see words as meaning that someone needs to be hurt? Why would they enjoy that? Why would someone enjoy the idea of silencing someone, making a scripture mean that this particular gender should never have a right to speak when that's not what it meant, or having a scripture mean that a man can beat his wife, or even a scripture saying that parents can beat their children. Why would someone enjoy causing pain? That is a question in my heart, because that was a choice that those who interpreted those words made purposely. And we could say the devil made me do it, but who chooses to tune into the negative energy that produces a thought that encourages us to cause harm. We made that choice. Why are we making that choice? So we want to reflect on that. We're going to take a quick break and come back and 
Yes, get your thoughts and any callers that you have on your line and, of course, uh, any callers on our line. And you can call in 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891. We want to get to the root of that. Why are we choosing to hurt when the guidance was clearly from our Creator to love? We'll be right back after this quick break. So we want you all to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. So stay with us. And we are back. You are listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid. And today we've been talking about the power of words. Well, one of the things we spoke of in the beginning is how everywhere on the planet there seems to be this misogynistic bent to the culture, a resentment of women, relationships in which men are angry at women. Last week, Kareem mentioned the men had a discussion about the relationship with men and women and are men protectors of women. Well, ideally, you know, in, in the old species where the male and the female are striving to bring forth the next generation. They know they must protect them. And the male, you look at, say, the lion and the lion pride. You know, he protects the territory so that the the, the females, the mothers, can hunt and, and make sure the children are fed. You have and so many species, you look at gorillas, which, you know, as primates, they're very close to us. Uh, look at elephants. Uh, you look at so many cultures of I animals where the strong male is the protector. So that would seem to be the natural order. And you don't see males attacking females and other species in that manner, even though and, and animals do have a culture. We have, to, we have to respect all life. Animals have a culture, but it is always bent towards survival. So human culture, if it makes sense, would also be geared towards survival. So if you're surviving as a species, one gender would not attack the other or threaten the livelihood and the safety of the other. There's something misshapen, human culture, where this keeps evolving, it just keeps surfacing. So we're looking at where is the root of this? And if what we're choosing to do is cause harm, why is that happening? Generally, what is the what is the law of reaping and sowing? You reap what you sow. Where have the 
seeds of hostility toward women been sown. And we know that every time a mother gives birth, she's bringing forth the next generation and shaping what will come out of that next generation. So I want to bring the idea to mind. Our capacity to reflect the love of the creator is manifested in what we're producing in our children. We know that the love of a mother has such healing power, such empowering abilities. It can build strength, self-esteem, confidence, but it can also cause pain. Because one thing women have learned to do to equalize the strength of the male is the physical strength is to develop a very strong verbal ability. And sometimes what we say in our desire to shape behavior is harmful. And we're choosing to do that. Why are we choosing to do that? Are we expressing anger at the way we have been repressed, the way we have been perhaps mistreated or beaten or abandoned? One abuse leads to another, to another, leads to another. So if women are mistreated in the society, where does the anger at that mistreatment go? It doesn't disappear. It gets directed at the children. And when that happens, then where does the anger in the children go? Well, it doesn't disappear. It gets directed at the world. So we're always reaping what we're sowing. How do we stop this cycle of abuse, of emotional abuse at each other? And somehow mothers have to acknowledge that what's coming out of them is the unhealed hurt that they have experienced so that they choose not to inflict it on their children. If there is unresolved anger at men, it's going to be inflicted upon their sons. And the sons then will manifest it in their treatment of women. Someone has to school, and it doesn't mean just swallow whatever bad treatment that you have experienced. It means recognizing that it's inside of you. And choosing to heal the hurt rather than express it at someone else because that's what we're doing. There's so many men right now with anger issues toward women. Where did it come from? However you feel about your mother is going to be reflected in how you treat women. So would a man want to see his mother beaten why would that come out of a belief that God would say that? Would a man want his mother to not be able to speak her mind? Then why would the belief that the creator is telling people that? 
Where is that coming from? So oh, we man. have to we have to fix we have to fix the the hurt between the genders in order for us to produce a healthy next generation. And you were going to uh, respond to that. Yes, uh, I want to go back directly to the source where this all began and how it began. In order to solve any problem, you must go to the, and you're so correct, how did this happen? What caused this? So we want to address the cause as we're struggling with the effect. I mentioned Shaitan. I mentioned Satan, an avowed enemy to the human being. According to the scriptures, Satan made promises to Adam in uh, inviting him to approach the 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 uh, forbidden fruit the forbidden tree. The Shaitan suggests to Adam, and Adam is male and female, let me say that. It is the original nature in which God created human beings. But Satan suggested to the mind of Adam to, uh, to eat the fruit of this tree and he promised him that you will eat the food of the angels. He says to this, this, he suggests to this man, and you shall be like God. You shall be like God. So what is Satan offering the man? We know Almighty God, highly praised be he, has absolute authority and power. Authority and power over the whole of creation and over us, and over us. So he is promising him, leave off that moral teaching that God gave you. I know another way, a better way that you can gain this world. Leave off, leave off morality. And he promises him, and you shall be as God. So there is a subtle suggestion, an influence on the human being to want the authority that only God has to, uh, to have the power, a hunger for power and authority, a hunger for power and authority. And that is what is fueling this. Most of our problems is that we want to be God, little God, over someone, over absolute power and authority. Almighty God says, any who who desires power and authority Almighty God denies him that. Although they are doing their thing, the female has not surrendered. She has not surrendered 
to live under the power and authority of another human being. That is that is what causes the conflict. And likewise, there are there are for women that desire power and authority. Satan promises you, and he fails in his promise. Look at our situation now. God promises you, and God follows up on every every good thing that he offers you. God keeps his word. So that desire for power and authority over someone, they have fashioned that into a male. Wait, let me go deeper than that. To even think that God, the creator, is a male, that he is a male, lends to, lends itself to this inequality that we see between male and female. Almighty God is one that Almighty God created human beings. He created male and female. He is neither. He is neither. God is bigger than that. God is not what he has created. God always has existed. So this idea of God being a man, a man, subtly suggests to the mind of men to be as God, to have power and authority over others. And that is only trusted to Almighty God says that he, he even denies himself oppression. God denies him. He does not oppress us. God gave us free will, free will. And we are to make those choices plain and clear as to what is good and what is bad for us. He will not make us follow his way. God gave the man free choice. So this idea of God being a man, as long as that is in the is in the subconscious of human beings, there will be no real equality to portray God as a male. God created men. God is not a man. God created female. He is not female. God is creator. He is the creator. And he is not that which he created. So this suggestion from Satan, follow this way, Adam. Leave off morals, leave off consequences by any means necessary. Obtain, obtain the wealth and the goods of this world. And you will be as God. That, that, that is in Scripture. And that has a subtle influence on all of us, especially as they continue to portray the creator as a male. God created male. So to me, that's that's the source root of it. That's at the source of this dilemma we find ourselves in. The proper identification of, of the human being in relationship to it's to his creator. We have to 
clear that up. We have to make that clear. So Satan promises, and Satan never keeps his promise. All he has created is discord and violence on the earth. So I, again, think of the the definition that I recently saw of heaven and hell, of the choices that we make to uh, be either a reflection of heaven or a reflection of hell. And, again, it is our free will choice, uh, regardless mm-hmm. of what entity we choose to be influenced by. It is a choice we're making. So heaven is when you enjoy doing good to others. Hell is when you enjoy doing harm to others. Heaven is where there is no corruption and no deceit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if people are choosing to believe that God is mean-spirited and cruel. That is a choice they're making. And so the idea that I can be like God, I can be mean, I can have power over others, I can make people do what I want, I can keep them in a state of fear, that's an incorrect belief about what God is. And so wanting to hurt someone and believing that is what God is, one that causes pain and suffering and hurt and fear so that others are forced to obey, that is the deception that one has chosen to follow. And why are we choosing that? Why would we enjoy causing pain and harm and having people fear us and being able to hurt people. Why would we enjoy that? That's the hell that's on the inside of us that we're bringing on the outside and creating around us. Why would you enjoy causing pain? The same choice is available. And that is to to cause That is to cause peace, to cause joy, to cause happiness, to bring good. We have the same choice. We have the free will to do either one. So we have to look at ourselves and ask, why am I enjoying causing suffering? What is inside of me? We have a comment here. Uh, there it is. And and thank you, Bob Starks, for joining us this morning. He says, that's great, yes. And Viata says, my parents were very critical because they wanted us to be better. And growing up with an alcoholic parent, I became more controlling as a parent. I practiced the criticism and control on my son, and I think all children have resentment as a result of that energy. I know better now and doing better with my grand and adult sons. Well, that's that's a very powerful insight because we all know that our mothers are very powerful in the shaping of our self-esteem. And I want to take a look at that for a moment, what she said, 
uh, before we take our next break because what is it that makes us critical of our children is the fear that they're going to be less than what we think society would accept. And so we're projecting our fears on them. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yes, ma'am. We have a caller here on the AMC 60 boards. When you want to, I will open up their mic. Yes, we'll take that caller before we take a break. Go right ahead. Okay, Erico 727-741. Please state your name and where you're calling from. Martha Nala Abdullah of the Sunshine Thank State you. of Florida. I mean, I mean, alhamdulillah. Greetings of peace to everyone. Uh, that peace, yes. And and I very simply, I'm going to say this, uh, and, and maybe it just became an acknowledgement to myself, but everyone, and reading Bible, coming up as Baptist, as Christian, uh, and, and hearing and get you down from here and enmity shall be between you. So I took it to mean man and woman, male and female. But just, I mean, my eyes open them going, oh, the enmity is from the enemy. And it's caused I'm by the way. enemy. And the, and the enemy is Satan, or Satan, the devil, uh, that mentality that gets into us, whispers, and we follow it. And so the enmity, so now that that's a layer taken away in my mind that it's not the bloodshed that will be caused by the enmity between man and woman but it's between mankind and shaitan i'll stop right there thank you so much assalamu alaikum wa alaikum salam wa thank you so much sister we appreciate you uh, we're gonna take a break uh, but i want people to reflect on this thought there's only one power in the universe there are not two powers there's only one there's only the creator. And then there's the absence of awareness of the creator. Just like there's only light and darkness. There's only light. There's not two energies. There's only light and the absence of light. You can't go into a room and turn on darkness. Darkness can be present with the absence of light. But darkness has no power. It's only the absence of light. That which we identify as shaitan, the devil, Satan, has no power. It's only the absence of our awareness of God. So we can choose to be aware of God, or we can choose to not be aware. But the unawareness has no power. It's like the darkness has no power, only has the power we give it. So we can choose not to give it power. we got to take a break. We'll be right back. And we want to hear from you. Give us a call, 515-605-9891 or 515-605-9325. Press 1. And we'll get your thoughts, or you can join us on Facebook or YouTube on the Female Solution channel and write in your comments, and we'll share them with our listening and viewing audience. We'll be right back after this quick break, so stick and stay. Don't stray away. we got a caller on our line. We'll come back to you, 773-737, in just one moment. So stay with us. 
Everything you need, what your body needs, is found in nature. So Susan Essentials doesn't do it any other way. Susan Essentials provides your employees and individuals access to over 20,000 nutritional products and they are shipped direct to your door. Because Susan Essentials is certified in plant-based healing, we're permitted to offer you the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They're non-GMO and sustainably produced. And we take the guesswork out for you. Let Susan Essentials help you take control of your health today. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Sell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Viata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. And we are back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Lyme Miller-Teep, along our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family, and we want to hear from you. Give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 so that we can get your thoughts. We are taking a look at this relationship between men and women, males and females, this ongoing gender war we seem to not be able to come out of, but we're taking responsibility because the only way you can fix the problem is to take responsibility for it. Yes, we have influences. We have unseen influences, our thoughts. We have misperceptions of scriptural teachings that have been passed down through generations. We have misunderstandings that have been taught in our schools of higher learning. We have the absence of understanding among those who are projected as scholars among us, and we're perpetuating disinformation. But the creator of the universe speaks to every soul if we would simply listen. And if we listen, we will hear only that which is for the good of all. 
And if we do not listen, then we can be easily swayed by the absence of that divine inspiration. And instead, listening to the voice of our ego, which desires power over others. Believing, as our co-host has said, that this is a reflection of what it means to be God, to have power over others and the ability to cause pain and suffering and to generate fear. And as long as we're mistakenly believing that this is a reflection of God, we will continue to produce behaviors that cause hurt. And why are we enjoying doing that? Why are we enjoying causing pain? Unmuted. So as we take a look at how to change the situation, we have to take responsibility for whatever our role is in perpetuating it. What is inside of us that makes us perpetuate the pain that others experience? So as mothers, we're given a very powerful role, and that is to shape the culture by instilling values in the next generation. You can only give what you have been given, and you only have inside of you what has been placed inside of you. And if you have had inside of you fear, then that's what you give to your children. Is it fear of harm? Is it fear that they will not be respected or is it fear that they will not be provided for? Is it fear that they will be hurt? The the critical tongue of a mother, is it based on her desire to protect them from something that she experienced? Well, sometimes it is. If you are afraid that if your child doesn't excel in school, then perhaps they will not be provided for, they will not find a means of of taking care of themselves, they might be homeless and indigent, and in your fear you say things to them like, you're so lazy, you're so stupid, and you think that you're going to motivate them to try harder if you use negative words. Well, you know, for many mothers, that's what they believe. If they have experienced something negative, they believe that they can perhaps instill enough fear in their children to make them do the opposite. They're believing that they're being helpful. But what they're causing is pain to the child they're trying to motivate because their method of mothering is coming out of fear and not love. And Fear is the absence, is the opposite of love. Because our creator does not teach us from a point of fear, but from a point of love. The best guidance and teaching and revelation 
does not come from a place of fear because the creator does not fear. There is no fear. There's only one power in the universe. The creator does not fear a devil. The creator does not fear anything. There is no fear. So, therefore, the way we are given guidance is through love. That is the best method of parenting. So if we're using fear-based teachings toward our children, that is incorrect. That's why it pain rather than insight and understanding. If we are intending to guide our children making by making them fear that they're going to suffer, then we're the ones that are the source of their suffering. Saying awful things to someone so that they will fear you or fear your wrath or fear the power of your tongue and feel bad the way the creator imparts knowledge or guidance. So why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? So we've got a caller on our line to let us know if you have a caller on your switchboard. Uh, we're going to go to area code 773-737. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your thoughts. Well, hallelujah. Greetings, Global Transformers. Shalom. Grand Rising. This is Mama D in Chicago. Yes, ma'am. Um, Mama D. Grand Rising, Mama D. Good to hear Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love and fear. For every action, there is an opposite and equal reaction. And the mother is the first teacher, and she should be teaching love. But when you, uh, as a member of the subjugated race, has had 345 years of federal laws against you as a group, until 1954 when the Supreme Court ruled that segregation laws only existed to keep the status of the Negro down, not everybody, but the Negro down. And in 2001, the United Nations voted this as crimes against humanity, uh, resulting, it has not been uh, repaired, And so that has resulted in intergenerational epigenetics inheritance DNA. But the solution to change the situation is we have to come out of denial. Stop having the victim blame the victim for being victimized. And look at today's black woman. She um, is meeting her needs. So she's leading in politics and every other profession on earth except the profession of motherhood. So uh, when it comes to the violence of abortion, she is killing more living souls than any other source. And so nobody wants to look at that and, and look at her actions. What is her actions doing uh, to the black family, especially if she's a lesbian? If she's a lesbian, 
she's a double treat. So uh, what does that do to the black family? So when you are acting out of a, a, a sense of need uh, and greed, this is the kind of situation that we find ourselves in. And why can't we just say, hey, the violence of abortion, it is an act of violence. And my question is, if women who bring forth life do not have any respect for life, what does that do to the family? And where will the respect for life come from? That's a great question. And this is what I would ask. Uh, yes. Uh, you Did you want to respond to that first, Kareem? Uh, Go right ahead. Yes, yes, ma'am. The creator addresses the subject of abortion in the Quran 1,445 years ago. He says to humanity, Kill not your children out of want. Kill not your children out of want. God provides for you and will provide for them. So on the other side of abortion, there is something that the male or female is desiring on the other side of having eradicated that child. There's something that they want. Allah says, kill not your children out of want. Uh, That can be poverty, a certain status, a certain position. Uh, You know, I can't have this child now for I'm climbing the corporate ladder or either I cannot afford to care for this child. God answers that. He said he provided for you, and he will provide for that child. We, as I stated earlier, the Satan said he promised the man, follow this way, and you will be as God, as God. Now, we know Almighty God has the, uh, the, the authority and power of life, and death, of life and death. And uh, some of us take it upon ourselves to decide who will live and who will die. Almighty God prohibits that. Kill not your children out of warmth. So it is addressed in our Quran that we should not acquiesce to or utilize abortion to to eliminate another precious soul. That's what, what you're really killing, a precious soul that God has sent to the earth. But now, like the shaitan said, follow this way, and you will be as God. So that desire to want to be God, it's causing a lot of problems for us. We need to know the proper relationship between the creator and ourselves. 
follow the commands, follow the guidance of Almighty God, and don't follow the opinions of this world that is coming from the tree of good and evil. Don't follow the opinions of this world. Matter of fact, uh, our beloved prophet Jesus said, I am not of this world. I am not of this world. For this world is ruled by Satan. This world is ruled by Satan. So when we follow the regular trend of life, the, the, the trends, instead of following the word of Almighty God, this is the trouble that we run into, what, what we are faced with now. I have a thought I'd like to share on that. Uh, all actions stem from two emotions, either love or fear, everything we do. So, of course, the love, whether it's the the love, the intimacy between the two parties that had an experience together that should have been based on love and produced the biological change that made it possible for a soul to enter the body of the woman and come forth as a child, there's the love that that action then generated uh, and made possible for life to come forth. Or there's fear. There's fear of societal condemnation. If one does not have the financial means, there is fear of uh, social ostracism uh, if one perhaps is coming from a community that condemns sexual expression outside of marriage there is fear of poverty um, there is fear of uh, as as Kareem mentioned uh, one's own personal Ambitions being disrupted and and circumvented, where now you have the responsibility of taking care of a new life that you possibly didn't intend to have. So fear is what drives abortion. And why is that happening? Well, look at, number one, the history of, of, of pain and suffering caused to women and inflicted on women who got pregnant in situations other than what was considered acceptable, you know, marriage to your husband and preparedness for a family. Then there's also a society that does not provide for you if you don't have money. So homeless mothers, uh, mothers who can't find a means to, to feed their children. So there's fear that motivates that choice. What if we remove the, the things that women fear? And what if we were collectively parenting children so that whether the mother herself had the financial means, the child was not treated badly 
as children have been treated badly when they have been born to single mothers. We've done that. We've, we created the environment that created the fear that led to the decision to create the, the to, to have the abortion, to, to remove the, the vessel of life from the womb. We did that in our society. We could remove the reason for the abortion, which is the fear that the child will not be loved and taken care of and the mother would be in some way treated badly because of her status as a mother without a husband. And then there are some women who get abortions, like like Sabine mentioned, you know, they decide, well, I don't want this to interfere with my career. They might be married, but they didn't want the child, which is, you know, selfish reasons. But, again, fear that they will not achieve whatever it is they believe would get them the respect of the society. But we also have to understand that when life comes forth, there are three people making a decision. There is the father who makes the decision by planting the seed because nothing can happen without that. And then there is the, the soul of the child that chooses to enter the body of the mother. That's, souls already exist. We don't create souls. Souls are already created by our creator. They choose to enter the mother. And then the mother makes the choice to bring that that child forth. So there are three people who are making a decision. The father's decision pretty much ends once he plants the seed. So if his intention was not to be the father, if his intention was not to love the mother, raise the child along with the mother, then his planting the seed was an incorrect choice. It was a choice that was going to ultimately cause pain. Why was he choosing to do that? The child, of course, makes a choice to enter the mother because they choose to have this earth experience. They choose to do this. So if a mother chooses to remove the body, the fetus, the vessel that this child was going to inhabit, this soul was going to come through, then she has then circumvented the choice of that soul to have this life experience. She has not killed the soul because you cannot kill a soul. But she has disrupted their choice to have this earth experience through her. She has killed Now, there's sometimes souls make decisions. The soul of the child can make a decision to change their mind. That's what a stillborn is. They've changed their mind. They decided, I don't want to come forth right now. And they have that right. So if we understand these things, that the act of procreation does not just involve one person, then we don't do it with the selfishness that we've been doing it, whether it's the man just selfishly wanting pleasure but not wanting any, any responsibility for the outcome or the woman not wanting the responsibility and fearing that she will not be able to be a a parent or that the society will not give her the protection and the assistance if the father is not present to do his job as her partner in raising this child. So when people do things not out of love, then we see hurt. So, again, hell is created when we're doing things that cause harm. And why are we choosing we to do that? When you... On the AM360 board. 
So could I chime so, in? Let's take this caller, and then, and, then, and, then, and then you can respond to what they have to say. So let's take that caller on AM 360. Go right ahead. Thank you. Okay. Erica 314-337, welcome to the Female Solution. Assalamu alaikum. Rashid Salam, St. Louis, Missouri. Wa alaikum assalam, Rashid Salam. How are you, my brother? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful conversation today. And I just want to add my little bit in here as you were talking and everyone was talking. Everybody has said some phenomenal things. I, I just want – the question she brought up earlier, you know, what's wrong? Uh, why are we doing these particular things? And I think we failed to understand, and the sister Mama D made a very good point too, so I'm going to try to put this together real quickly and just say what I really wanted to say about this. Um, What happened to us? We're going through what we refer to as the trauma of the human mind. Uh, Brother Kareem has mentioned some things about what Satan has done and so forth and so on, but we, we forget the one key element here that how can you think about the great things that we talk about what mothers are supposed to do and how people are supposed to act when whoever controls the mind controls the person? So the information uh, that's happened to us, we're going to have to basically just pay attention to one thing. Though I call it the Humpty Dumpty theory. We've been cracked. We've been broken. And we don't have the proper mechanisms to really think properly because our brains have been damaged by the historical and generational trauma that has happened to us. And our gene pool, our gene pool has been deficient. So what do we have to do? That operating mechanism for us to even think properly has been destroyed. All we have to do is just look around. All we have to do is pay attention to what's being said today. Uh, even the point on heaven, the, the, the state of mind, heaven and hell, well, that's the state of mind. So if someone has broken our thinking process, if someone controls our thinking process, then we have to do one thing. We have to go back to its original source and pretty much look yourself in the mirror to unlearn so we begin to relearn. What is a human being? What has happened to this human being? The old saying goes, know thyself. I take, I, I take it from this perspective. Take the F off. Know thyself because our cells are made up of everything in our human body. If they have been damaged, our perception, our ability to think, our ability to neutralize or provide our brain with the proper nutrients for it to even function properly has been damaged. That's why good behavior has been damaged. That's why our memory has been damaged. Our perception has been damaged. Our judgment has been damaged. Those wavelengths that we're on, that is not a human being. And I'll just read this one particular st- statement that I read years and years ago. I've never forgotten that. When the Congressman Henry Bibby of, 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 uh, in Congress made a statement that we have almost eliminated any possibility that knowledge could enter the slave's mind. If we can exhaust this one part of them, we will be safe, and they will be like beasts of the field. Ladies and gentlemen. Look at what's happening to our young people. They're not acting like human beings. Either you're a human being or you're something else. Now, what is that something else? It's behavior. It's our ability to think and reason, the ability to process information. The natural nature has been destroyed, and we're going to have to accept this. We're going to have to stop as mothers, fathers, and begin to look at ourselves and ask ourselves this question. What happened to us? That's the trauma of the mind, the trauma the science that goes into what, break, what makes a brain function right. 
is our brain being nourished properly? We talk about genetic, gen, uh, gen, uh, all these seeds that people are eating, the food that we're eating, the salt. Yeah, we need nutrients to function properly. If we don't have proper nutrition, you don't have proper glucose, you don't have proper heat, proper thermal energy that goes into that brain to make sure your brain functions the way it's supposed to function, then we have some serious, serious issues. It has to do with our ability to think and reason and perceive. We don't have that ability. So I'm not trying to say we're not uh, acting in a manner which we're supposed to. I'm telling you, we're not acting as human beings. We're not. So we have to do this particular thing. Stop. Get our children together. Get our own selves together. What don't you know about your body? What don't you know about your cellular disposition? What don't you know about how your brain works, how your kidney works, how all those things work because they're inter- interconnected, interrelated, and integrated? And that's been broken. That that's the that's the energy level that we're operating on. And I'll just I'm, I'm not going to say too much more about it. But you know we have to just understand this one thing: we are broken. And how do we fix it? It's a state of mind mm-hmm. that we're going to have to try. You know, it starts with our first trimester of mother's birth, second trimester of mother's birth, the third trimester. Those things are not. They have been done properly. You know, when you start talking about abortion, come on. The greatest connection okay. between a human beings. So anyway, let me stop right there because I'm really excited about what I'm listening to, but we have to get to the core, the true understanding on what really happened to us, and that's that trauma of the human mind. Thank you so much. Salam alaikum. Yes. Um, uh, 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 Rashid, before you leave, you know, um, uh, we have to admit that this is happening at the universal level. Yes, sir. Of uh, yes, it's not it's not ethnic. That's true. Satan is not a receptor of ethnicity, although he can influence <laughs> how we think about ethnicity. But Satan is an avowed enemy to all human beings. Absolutely. Um, right. So, and uh, when we make the correction of our proper relationship with the it, it, it be begins with the creator and creation the creator and creation uh, see God in the proper context in the proper light in the proper re of God of his existence of God's existence and and our proper relationship with the Creator. I'm talking about all of us. Every soul that's floating on this blue marble have been negatively affected by the influence, the influence of the enemy of the human being, the human being, not just Americans, not just Asians I... or Hispanics. He have done a. a Thorough job of influencing everything, everything in the creation sends that's a message why, to our mind. Yeah, that's, and that's why. Has, I, that's exactly where I started with human beings, and we, we're talking about us as well, you know. But the point is, the human being has been damaged. It has been destroyed. It has been destroyed in the in the proper nature that God created us in. Even if you if you recognize religion, religion has been here since the beginning of the time. But if you don't have the tools, mental tools to perceive, 
that doesn't mean anything to anybody. So I'm not taking anything away from religion. I'm just saying our perception of God in a manner which we have been trained and affected by, as you say, the whole world has been affected by him. We have to go back. What is a human being? You know, you being human. You have to ask that. I have, I have a so I have a thought I'd like to uh, ask uh, all of us who are listening, and then we got another caller uh, at uh, 407-701. We're going to open your mic. But I recently, over the last several weeks, have had experiences with groups of people. Well, one, of course, was the experience in South Korea, being in the presence of people from a multinational, multi-ethnic, multiracial gathering of people at what was uh, a, an event sponsored by the organization HWPL, which stands for Heavenly Culture, World Peace, Restoration of Life. And a heavenly culture is one in which there is only love. And the amazing thing was that this is what I experienced in the behavior and the treatment of all of the people that I encountered there. Everyone was choosing to be kind and choosing to be loving, choosing to be respectful, choosing to be considerate and compassionate. Everyone was choosing to do that, created the heavenly culture. They were making the choice to be an expression of God, which is only love, not fear, punishment, anger, wrath, none of those things that we misteach that God is that people perhaps believe they can be like if they have power over others. But the real spirit of God is only love, and that's what I experienced. And then, again, this past weekend I had a wonderful experience with with our co-host on our, our host on Tuesday and, and several of our other hosts were there uh, in, in Marietta, Georgia. Again, multi-racial, multi-ethnic, uh, multi-gender, well, you know, two, two, gender, two genders, there's only two actually, but, you know, male and female, they're very, again, loving atmosphere. Everyone was choosing to be loving. Everyone was choosing to be kind and generous. And, and so it was, a hev- again, a heavenly culture, a heavenly atmosphere. There was only love because of the choices people were making on how to treat each other. That is a choice. There is no power that makes you be unkind. It is your choice. Why are you choosing to be unkind? When the heaven that is available for you is right here if you choose it. So it's a choice. Heaven is a choice that we can live every day. Stand that there's only love. So that's all we have to do. It's right here. There's no there's no devil that is making us be mean. We're choosing to reflect that energy. We can just as easily choose to reflect the energy of God. But my question is, how many of us have actually experienced in our upbringing with our parents people who created a heavenly culture where we had no fear, not fear of being beaten, not fear of being yelled at, not fear of being uh, neglected and, and abandoned, or not fear of being uh, ostracized or insulted, not fear of being physically somebody who might not have been in their right mind because they were on alcohol or drugs or whatever else makes people choose to mistreat people. How many of us had the experience growing up where there was no fear? Because if there is no fear, then we can experience the love of the creator. And that is 
the heavenly culture, but how many of us experienced it so that we could recreate it? I would say very few. What, what happened to us? That, that's, that's exactly what you're saying. The state of mind that you're talking about has environmental, historical, generational impact. You, we have to look back at the environments that we grew up in, the, you know, the pain, the suffering, the, as you say, suicidal tendencies, the hurting, the killing, the, you know, the mis- right. mis- 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 misinterpretation of things and how you feel about somebody. How many of us had that beautiful environment you talk about to be able to just step into that decision that can be made if that decision is in you? You can only be what, you, what, you, what your life experiences are. All we are is a culmination of our life experiences. Absolutely. If you have that ability to recognize love, praise God. If you don't, Absolutely. then guess what? Fundamentally, you're going to go through vindictiveness. You're going to go through temper tantrums. You're going to go through stealing and cheating and mistreating people. That's going to happen because your environment created that in you. That's, that's where it comes from, what you experience. And so a mother has the power to create a heavenly culture in the home, but if she has been mistreated, then that's not what's inside of her, and so that's not what she's going to be able to give. Let's open the mic to our, for our dear sister down in Florida, Erico 407701. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us grand rising, Naima and uh, Brother Kareem. Uh, this is Diada, um, Friday morning and Sunday evening host. I want to thank Mama D and Kareem for promoting life. Because um, we have a political force going on that is promoting death. And I say that because um, uh, last week or week before, I, I did a show on pregnancy. And, and actually, our Tuesday morning host also brought on a guest to promote life, birth, pregnancy. And then I brought on more doulas that I am in the community of to promote more life. And I watched an interview of our Vice President Kamala Harris, and the interview was titled The Medical, the, the Maternal Crisis That We Have, where three times the number of black women are dying in, in maternal uh, situations, whether pregnant or the baby dying. And Kamala Harris did a great job the first half of the interview of oh, being sympathetic to the maternal crisis. And then right in the middle of the interview, she started talking about reproductive health. We have to have more abortion clinics. We have to have women. Women need to have the choice to have abortions. And she, as she started out calling it reproductive health. And then near the end of her speech, she started just admitting we need to have more abortions. So I'm just, I praise Mama D and Kareem and all of us who are saying, no, when we have a crisis, and that's what the answer to your question, Naima, why is this happening, what's happening? We have an agenda by our political system and Planned Parenthood to practice eugenics, to practice killing babies, not helping mothers have healthy pregnancies. So I just praise you, Naima, and everyone on this show who know consciously that we have to, or we should, we don't have to, but we should be promoting life every chance we get because there's a force in our government, particularly uh, our vice president, who works for Planned Parenthood and any other lobbyist that gives them money to promote their corporation that is doing what they do, which is promoting the death and the end of a pregnancy. 
So that was my thought. I had to call in because when Mama D was talking so much about life, I said, this is beautiful, this is beautiful. Yes, Mama D, keep it up, Mama D. This is what we need to do. Whatever they say, when as our, our former uh, first lady, Michelle Obama, when they go low, we go high, and we promote life and how to help women have healthy pregnancies and how to have mothers and, fa- and sons get along better and how we all need to take responsibility for the mistakes we made as parents. And I, I take full responsibility of being a very critical and controlling parent but I have a better relationship with my grandchildren and my adult sons because I took responsibility for being that critical and controlling parent. So thank you, Naima, for this topic. Thank you, Brother Kareem, for uh, being a, a man of consciousness and a man of character. Have a great day, everybody. And thank you so much, Yada. You know, the, the reality is, it's the grandparents that are supposed to be raising the children because they have the wisdom. Parents, yes, we biologically, you know, in our, our late teens and, and 20s and 30s, yes, we're, we're biologically fit to parent, but it's the grandparents who have the wisdom. And you'll find in the healthiest cultures that's who raises the children while the parents are doing whatever work that they do. But if our culture was balanced in that, in that perspective, we would not have young mothers believing they have to, or even older mothers believing they have to take the life of a child or, or they have to expel the, the, the unborn child from their wombs because they're not financially or emotionally equipped to be a parent. If we had the kind of extended family, loving, communal structure in our culture, then that abortion issue would not have escalated to the degree that it has because too many women are having pregnancies outside of the the structure of family and the intention of bringing forth life so that the woman is believing that her only choice is to get rid of the life that she wasn't prepared to mother as opposed to the community lovingly bringing forth that life. And the father's planting seeds because he's thinking, I can get pleasure out of this act, not even understanding what it means to be a man and a male and a father. Is there any other species in which we see the female trying to extract her unborn child before it's born? You don't see that anywhere. Nature always shows us how the creator has designed life as an interconnected web of life, and we're the ones out of order in that life. We're the only ones doing these things. So if we would change our culture and make it based on love and unity and cooperation and oneness, then the choice to circumvent the soul's choice that chose to come through us would not keep happening. We must create a oh, heavenly culture which a child is born into. So we have another uh, caller before we wrap up. Yes, ma'am. I believe this is Minister Floyd Plump. I'm yeah. quite sure it is. Thank you, Minister Floyd Plump. How are you? Yes. And then, Mr. Plum, I'm going to see if I can give Mama D a chance to yes. respond because I said I was going to give her a, a okay. moment to respond to. Uh, All right. Uh, 
We win. We win Yashalom. That means we're one in God. Yes, and I thank uh, 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 Brother Kareem as well as Mama D for promoting life. And, and, and in, a, in a few words, black love matters, too. And those are our fundraising T-shirts for the community. And, you know, in, 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 in the word, everybody should look up uh, in First John. It says, there is no fear in love, but there you go. love casts out fear. And, uh, you know, fear is, is fear because fear has torment, and torment develops into hate. And we have to uh, hold we have to hold ourselves accountable for our conditions of the community, support our efforts as we exercise change. And we want everyone man. to support the Million Man March and uh, the Million Woman March, Million Family March, because it's our time coming up on October the 16th. Uh, 2023, and they can get back in touch with me. Brother Kareem uh, and Mama D, I want y'all to call me personally at 312-882-5935. And you too, Sister Kareem, I mean, uh, uh, Sister Naima, the world's Well, we thank you uh, so much for all you do. TV and radio stations. You're welcome. We, thank, we you. thank you. Thank you so God much. Bless you. Yeah. And and we thank you for reminding us of the momentous occasion that in which men made a pledge to make a difference. Mama, do you got about thirty seconds? I said we'd give you a chance to respond to some statements you made and your response. Your response. Go right ahead. If you don't have food, air, or water, you'll die. If you don't have sex, you will not die. Uh, As Mm. you think, so are you. When people make an individual choice to uh, married or unmarried, to uh, bring life. If the life is breathing, it's alive. If the life is not breathing, it's dead. And when you choose to kill it, stop it from breathing, that is a death of what we consider death of a soul. You stop that soul from breathing. And that is a choice, and that is the wrong choice because he never made a mouth that he couldn't feed. But you decide Ooh. out of convenience to, to your, your ex were wrong from the beginning, and it ends up wrong. Well, all right. Well, we thank you, Mama D, for those words of wisdom. Make a choice based in love. We thank you so much. We thank all of you who have been a part of this discussion. Thanks to my co-host, Kareem Hamid, for such words of wisdom and correction in our understanding of the scriptures so that we may have the right understanding. It's all based in love. And that is what will produce a heavenly culture on earth. So we thank you so much. I'm Naima Latif. And last words before we go, Kareem? Yes, ma'am. Uh, we have a choice in life. Uh, follow the best thereof of what has been revealed to us. Follow the best thereof. And life is very, life is sacred. It is not something to play with. And let, you know, just one more thing. We have to get back to instructing molding and forming the soul of our children. We have given that to someone else. But Mm -hmm. every household, 
every individual has the right shape and mold their children. And I pray that they utilize the words of Almighty God in the proper context. I'll stop right there, Thank you so very much. Come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the female solution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, Jean France, Merci. Spain, gracias. Italy, grazie. Egypt, shukran. Ghana, medasi. Nigeria, eshe. South Africa, ngiabonga. Senegal, jaret. Kenya, asante. Israel, toda. Pakistan, shukriya. Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.